is up? How we doing? So this is actually my first episode of Embracing Conviction. I'm your host. I did that with air quotes. You can't really see my air quotes, but I'm just going to call myself a host, um, Kelly Fincannon. And I do have a guest with me today. This is a super fitting guest because this woman right here ignited this fire inside of me to speak my truth and hopefully help others along the way um, with my st- with my story and with my perspective on life. She kind of ignited the inspiration for me to just be comfortable with doing that, which is why I actually started a podcast. So she's amazing. So this is Asher Burns. And if you do not know Asher, you need to get to know her. But you'll have to hurry because this wonderful lady and her family are moving yes. from Tulsa <laughs> to San Diego. Mm-hmm. I, can, I don't even want to, I don't need to talk about that. If you don't know her, get to know her, okay? So she's actually originally from Ohio, yes. born and raised in Lima, Ohio. Lima, Ohio. Mm-hmm. She came to Tulsa to go to college at Oral Roberts University, which is where we met because I went to Oral Roberts University. And here she met her wonderful husband, mm-hmm. Mike, mm-hmm. and has they have a beautiful daughter. I mean, beautiful. <laughs> Just love her so much. Um, so we graduated last year, and her and I actually both got a job at the same elementary school. So we both teach at Elena Choa. Um, she teaches third grade, and I teach fifth grade. So, yeah, I'm just really excited to pick your brain, Asher, and um, just to have, like, a genuine conversation about, you know, could put, or that could potentially benefit others as we process it. Um, like I said in my introduction, a lot of this is just going to be an authentic conversation where we kind of process things together And I think that can be really beneficial to see the whole process. So um, before we start kind of digging deep into our topic today, I really wanted to just bring really the definition of conviction or like what conviction is to the forefront, because obviously since this is called embracing conviction, I think it's important that we all are on the same page as to what exactly conviction is. So I'm just going to be real, you guys. I looked up a couple of these definitions, and I have my version of what I believe conviction to be as I've been going through, kind of through it for the last five years, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and ignoring it for that matter. That's why I titled it Embracing Conviction. So when I looked up the definitions, I'm like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how to bring this to the table for people because it's not, it doesn't, it's not pretty. It's -hmm. not like something you just go running towards and you're like excited to tell the world. Like it's kind of this topic that you're like, wow, why are you putting it on my heart to share this topic? Because, you know, it's kind of deep, sometimes heavy, but I really believe that we sometimes live in this state of constantly pretending our convictions don't exist. At least that's what I did. And um, I I feel like a lot of us probably do, and that's why I felt led to talk about it. But um, really that just creates 
for me, it created inward anxiety. So I really don't know mm-hmm. what it might be creating for you. But I think the more we run away, run away from it, stray from it, push it away and pretend that it doesn't exist, the harder our walk through life can seem. Um, with that being said, I'm going to give a couple definitions of conviction that I found online, both like, you know, just an everyday dictionary definition and then one from a biblical perspective. And then I just want to decide um, what conviction is based on how I see it because of what we went through or what I went through and then yeah. kind of how you see it based on how you went yeah. through it. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. So, first one, um, definition of conviction, and this is just straight from Merriam-Webster Dictionary, okay? Yeah. Um, there's an A and a B. Um, I'm going to skip the one that's about, like, the court version of it. Right. We're not going to go there. Yeah. But, so, A, the act of convincing a person of error or of compelling the admission of truth, okay, or B... The state of being convinced of error or compelled to admit truth. And I don't know, when I first read that, I just didn't expect... Well, I did expect it from, like, the Merriam-Webster version. I expected to feel kind of like, eh, I don't want to feel that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the state of being convinced of error. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Okay, so... Move on to the, the biblical version, and this one was found um, in, on karm.org. I don't even know what that is, but conviction is the work of the Holy Spirit where a person is able to see himself as God sees him, guilty, defiled, and totally unable to save himself. And I was like, what? If anything, I thought when I read kind of the biblical version yeah. of conviction, I was like, oh, it's going to be like heart melting. Like, oh, of course it's going to be hard, but it's not going to be like, as God sees him, guilty, defiled, and totally unable to save himself. Uh, it does continue to say conviction functions differently for the Christian and non-Christian. For the non-Christian, conviction reveals sinfulness, guilt, and brings fear of God's righteous judgment. Whereas conviction in the believer brings an awareness of sin and results in repentance, confession, and cleansing. Okay. Those are the definitions I pulled up, guys. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of just want to jump straight to yeah. what I feel yeah. conviction has been for me and what you have. And maybe we can come back to those in a second because they seem hard to grapple with and they seem... A little too straightforward for me. Yeah. And a little too, I don't want to believe that that's real. I don't want to believe that that's real. Even though deep down, you know, scripture and it mostly lines up Mm -hmm. with the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I want to come back to that later so we can kind of make some more sense of it. Um, So our topic today is when God asks you to do really hard things. And I think this is a perfect first topic for talking about conviction because, okay, because ultimately I think conviction, um, at the end of the day, is always going to be hard, yeah. right? So it's always sure. going to be God tugging on our hearts and asking us to do something really hard. Yeah. So what has conviction been for you? Mm-hmm. And what are some hard things that God's asked, for, asked of you? Mm-hmm. And 
kind of led to like the convictions of your heart? Yes. So not to go into Enneagram, but my Enneagram is a one. And so I am just already more inclined to want to be good, air quotes again, because what really, you know, what is perfection? What is that perfect goodness as a human? But um, so correction and like being wrong is already super, super Mm -hmm. hard for me because it's me having to like look myself in the mirror and be like, you failed or you weren't good enough in this situation or whatever. And, And those aren't like always just the truth by themselves, but those are just some of the feelings that come with it. So I say that because conviction has is just something that's hard for me every time. And I think it's hard for everyone. But um, especially when you overthink all of your decisions and you work really yeah. hard to just like not go there. Like basically my personality is avoiding that situation <laughs> at all costs. Um, so for me, it's been just that. Me trying to put off basically a perfect image because we cannot be perfect anyway so putting off an image or trying to make decisions to just avoid being wrong and avoid going to the people that I love and them being disappointed in me Mm. um and so every time I have experienced that I think I already come in a oh no (laughs) you know but with God I think the difference is He's love. Like, God is love. You know, that's one of the, like, main definitions of God I just lean on, Mm -hmm. especially lately. But because he is love, everything he does comes from that. And so I feel like when we look at the definition just by itself, we're like, shoot, that's cold. That's hard, you know? But then he, you know, I, I also thought while you were talking of the scripture of how, like, those he disciplines, he loves Because that's also a hard scripture for me because they don't seem to go together. That's good. Like when God's like correcting you or getting on you or you're always, you're seeing all these things you need to like tweak or fix. You don't automatically think, oh, he just loves me so much. But I think that's why the Bible puts it in there. Like he chasing after, he disciplines those that he loves to remind us that is an expression of my love. Like not the one we always want. But it's because I love you. Right. And so even me with being a teacher, I mean, I I tell my students this, and my daughter is very, very young, so I can't really use it in that situation, but kind of. But especially with my students, I always tell them, you know, I care about you. Right. So it's important to me that you learn how to, like, deal with your emotions the right way or handle Mm -hmm. this situation correctly because you're going to go from a little third grader to a big adult. And I really want you to know how to handle this and to be able to handle the pressures of life because they're coming. And so I can see it from that perspective when I'm giving it, but then we're like the children of God and he's doing that same thing to us where we're in our little third grader self, you know, in our baby self where we're going through life where we are presently and God's just tweaking stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, what you said right there, that wasn't my best, you know? And we have to see that as, again, yeah, it is pointing out error, you know? It is saying, okay, here, here's, you are guilty, you know? You, you do need saving. You do need me. But 
I love you so much. I'm right here. Yeah. And and I think the other piece that helps us or helps me is knowing that God doesn't just point out our error and then leave, which I mm. think is what would make it so cold. Oh, but that's like, good. He's there through that whole process. Yeah. And that's basically how I've experienced conviction is like even when it was so hard for me and when I was at my lowest and just like ready to give up on myself and just like at that point where I'm like I'm disgusted with my own self and all these things I need to work on and I'm overwhelmed that's when he just swooped in and was like but I'm right here with you now still you know and walking me through that yes so that is so perfect and I feel like it leads me into perfectly kind of why I wanted to do this because Mm -hmm. as I said a second ago I've kind of been dealing with this conviction for the last five years and my conviction has been for one particular thing. Mm-hmm. And that particular thing is alcohol in my case. Yeah. Um, but alcohol to the point of, and I'm just being broody, brutally honest yeah. and just putting all of my stuff yeah. out on the table and I'm just being vulnerable <laughs> right now because it's yeah. not easy to talk about. No. But um, my conviction over the last five years has always come back to alcohol. Yeah. And it's Oh, it was always on my heart, and I would try to push it away and think, no, like, I'm just, the enemy is trying to make me feel guilty, or, like, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. Anybody mm-hmm. else does this. It's yeah. normal. This is okay. This is, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, why? And so then I would try to deny, and like I said at the beginning, push away the conviction and, and ignore it or deny it or think that, try to make myself believe that I was crazy and that's why I was just being hard on myself and yada yada but then you bring up this beautiful picture of your students and of when God's trying to just rein you back in and be like this is really because I love you because when I look back at the last five years and think of well why would that conviction be on my heart and there's such a good reason Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'll never have a drink again because I think we you know, yeah. both know that when I go on vacation this summer, I'm going to have a margarita. But really what's been super put on my heart is just drunkenness, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's when it comes straight back to the Bible. Because the Bible says, you know, um, drink and don't get drunk. Yeah. And I would just, you know, things are different, times are different, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But when I look back, any time that I have been to the point of belligerent drunkness, which, mm-hmm. again, totally vulnerable because mm-hmm. I have, there has been nothing good to come of it. Yeah. I have made horrible choices mm-hmm. that are regrettable, and then I would wake up and try to, oh, it wasn't the alcohol, but that's almost worse because then it's like, well, if it's not the alcohol, that was your normal self? Yeah. That's bad. So it's like, then it's like, no, I don't want to think like that. So maybe it was the alcohol. But then still just denying the effects that it has on your life. Yes. And I think I'm, again, processing this right Mm -hmm. here, right now, Mm -hmm. that God really just wanted me to understand that he's protecting me. Yes. And that he wants a future for me that is so spectacular yeah and the introduction I talked about um you know God wants to give us the life we've always dreamed of and genuinely I believe that he's protecting me from going down a way to where I won't have that life if I continue on the path I'm on now I may never get there Mm -hmm. it may take me double the time Mm -hmm. I may not have as much to come from it Mm -hmm. so 
rather if I lean into his conviction yeah. and I embrace his conviction, yeah. my life will be exciting. I, I yes. like to get this thing that like, oh, if I'm not, uh, God, I'm not allowed to drink. My life's going to be so boring. It's going to yeah. be so dull. Yeah. And he's like, what? And like, I'm really starting to see, wow, like, no, my life will be double the exciting, yeah. triple the exciting. And full. And full. Yeah. And Again, our convictions are all going to be different. Yeah. So that's my conviction yeah. and has been for the last five years, the one I've been pushing away, the one that yeah. I'm now embracing. Yeah. So I loved that you brought up that image of God and how he disciplines the ones he loves. Yeah. The ones he... Oh, I said that right. Yeah. yeah. The ones he loves. That's so good. Yeah. Okay, so when God asks us to do something that's really hard... Mm-hmm. Well, it's just that. It's so hard. Yeah. So can you share into kind of your life right now Yeah. and maybe explain something that God's putting on your heart that is so challenging and then bring that to, she has this look like, oh yeah, I can't even tell you. <laughs> I just can't. Like, do you really want me to go there? And then kind of talk about... Um, the grace that God has given you during this, during the, that time and how you've come to a place to really embrace it and yeah. be good with it. Sure. So, I mean, I did make a crazy face, even though you guys can't <laughs> see it. But it's because even, like, within the last three days, it's like God's, like, you know, showing me all these things of, like, just my heart's been convicted a little bit of just like within my marriage and within the season of life that I'm mm-hmm. in. And I hate it and I still hate it. And even mm-hmm. like yesterday, I'm like, I don't want to feel this way. Mm-hmm. But um, but not in a bad way, just you just don't like it. So I definitely have to share. Um, like Kelly said, we're moving to San Diego, California sometime soon. I don't really know when. Um, with my husband being in the military. And so he's been gone since January. Just like light backstory. <sighs> that so, was yeah. a hard enough thing to ask <laughs> yeah. of you, by the way. Yeah. So. Well, and I'll say it this way. Before he left, it was like a long two, maybe like a year and a half process of him, all of his paperwork clearing so that he could go. And by that time... We were settled. We had, like, built community. You know, we'd grown definitely comfortable in our lifestyle, where we were at in our marriage. And Mm -hmm. he was exploring other options, like, career-wise. And I was just, we just gave up on the military thing in our mind. Mm -hmm. And and I would always say to him, yeah, you don't need to do that anymore. (laughs) Like, we're fine. (laughs) And... In church, you know, I had this kind of vision from God, like where I just saw in my head, I saw that he was gone and it gave me this peace. And I just, I knew in my spirit, let him go, like, let him go. He's doing what I want him to do. It's going to be okay. And I knew that. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And, you know, we hadn't been talking about it. So it was just completely on my heart. And three weeks later, he's like, if they call me, because they had been communicating with him more is it okay if I say yes? Like, are we on the same page? And I was like, yes, because I had that green light from God. Yeah. So fast forward, you know, he was gone since January. Just all of these setbacks to the point where I don't know when he's going to be back. I don't know when we're going to move. They're just, there's so many question marks. And I, again, I'm not that type of person. Doesn't fit my personality <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. And on top of that, I'm like, 
more irritable and just taking it out on him kind of and in our little conversations that we have. So we got into some type of like argument or just a hard place in our communication and I'm praying to God and I'm mad because I'm like, you told me to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you specifically told me that this was what you wanted for him and this is hard. Like that's yeah. exactly what I prayed. And of course, you know, God, you know, I even though it's hard, it doesn't mean it's not God and it's not his will and it's not right. You Reach know? it. <laughs> Mic drop. It's on a stand. It won't drop. We're good. But yes. So, yes. you know, I had to kind of just sit with that. Like God, you know, he, the Holy Spirit is our comforter and he's never going to leave you. But at the same time, it was one of those hard conversations that you have to have, even in my prayer where yeah. I'm just like, this is hard. And he's like, I know, <laughs> you know, like it's going to be hard, but you're gonna, it, it's, it's what you need. Yeah. And I just, you know, being a vulnerable as well, I went through like a real serious bout of like depression and, um, um, I feel like God was showing me how I needed this pruning time, even in my, like, just my codependence on my husband, because he was there for me during, during that whole time. And just kind of like, and I was also so comfortable with the way my life was, but I distinctly felt God say, but it was, it's not my best for you. Mm. It was comfortable, but it's not my the best, best life you. you ever dreamed of. Yeah. Like I have your best. And even if I think about it, I always wanted to live in California, specifically California, specifically on the beach. And like, there's just little things about it that are even my own personal dreams. But he's just like, I have the best for you. And I could see how somehow in my marriage, there were like things he's saving us from by putting us through this season. Yes. Or even people I'm supposed to minister to here or just love on here that I'm not supposed to be gone right now. You know, but just like how he's orchestrating things and just trusting him. And so that's a hard season for me. And then in the middle of that, being convicted that I wasn't handling it correctly, that I'm in my emotions too much and like, you know, which happens. But still, I felt that heavy like, oh, I need a spend time with God and not, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm not put that off during this time because I'm so stressed and so tired, but I yeah. need to give him more. And I need to pray to God before I text my husband and be like, anoint my words. Yeah. I need you. Like I right. had to be put at that point again, kind of back to that cold definition, but like you're guilty. Like you need a savior, you need help. And sometimes yeah. I need to be reminded that I need help with everything, even if it's just texting my husband, because we can't talk face to face and I need to be a little bit more skilled with my words, you know? Yes. Little things like that, that have just been so hard for me. But then also, even though it's hard, I see God's love intertwined in all of it. Yeah. Okay. I could take away so 500 <laughs> things from that. No, because it was so good. Not because it was so much. It was perfect. Yeah. But something that is really on my heart to ask right now is... Your relationship with God seems so authentic and so genuine and so real. Mm. Just the way you talk to God and just the way you reason with him and you process with him and you you ask these questions and yeah. and you listen like that vision that you had of mm-hmm. that brought you peace about Mike leaving for the military yeah. and letting him go like that vision you had like I feel like something like that comes from a very deep rela- relationship with yeah. Jesus. So if we maybe have somebody who's listening mm-hmm. who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. 
but is wondering if is what I'm feeling conviction Mm. is what I'm feeling a draw to the Lord is he pulling me in like what yeah what would what would you say or what advice would you give to that person what assurance would you give to them for them to figure out is this God is this not yeah, that's so. If that's too hard, good. we can work through it together. Because well, that's a big question. That's just something that's on my heart. Yeah, I don't know if either of us can answer it. I but. feel like it's good because I definitely had a season in my life where I couldn't tell the difference between God and just people. Yeah. And I grew up in church, so I was around religion a lot, and so it became so hard for me to tell the difference. To the point where I, I call it like taking a break from God, and I don't know if that's even the right. But I did. Yeah. Where I and and still I had some type of relationship with God where I even told him like, I am not doing anything that does not feel real or that I'm not sure is really you because mm. it was so confusing in my mind of like, is is this Scott? Is this someone else? Because you know you end up in some messed up, confusing place and you're like that wasn't God, <laughs> you know. And so yeah. I I was there. That, and that was during my the time the same time that I was just experiencing depression and all of that. Um, and what helped me is number one, God never leaves us and he never gives up on us, but in the real sense. So even when I'm pushing him away and I'm like, I am not going out of my way to pursue you right now. Like that's where my heart was because I'm tired of like not knowing. I'm tired of feeling wrong or making the wrong choice mm. or playing this game or being fake. Mm. And, and so he relatable. was there, you know, to the point where, like, I just feel like God patiently waited for me in the background where he was just always there. And even now when I get to... And you could feel that conviction still kind of yeah. pulling you. Because even when I get to a low point even now, which is how I had that prayer the other day, I just feel that he's there. And I'm like, okay, God. And it kind of turns into a prayer, you know? Like, it just turns into a prayer. But, and that's how my my relationship with God, like, was reborn and just kind of restarted. Because, almost like how Mike and I's love story, but just being there for me in a hard place. And I'm like, why are you still here, God? Why are you still interested in me? Why are you still pursuing me? And so I feel like, when you're confused between like the voice of God or just a relationship with God and people and what's conviction and what's just myself and what's other people. Number one, again, God always comes out of love. Yeah. And number two, he's never going to leave you. So when you're in the deepest depths of you and disgusted with you and just like over yourself, he's still there. Yeah. When you like hear that love and feel that love in that moment, you start to learn his voice, mm. you know? But yes. that, that's not like a perfect answer. But. No, and I would even add on to yeah. that and just say like if you wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and you go to bed at night yeah and multiple times throughout the day exactly. and it's the same yep thing yep over and over and over again the same words the same mm-hmm. I would and it comes out of love again yeah. because I, there should be no confusion between conviction and then shame yeah guilt or and condemnation. shame yeah. or condemnation there should yeah. be no confusion so the same thing on your heart day in day out yeah and it's not changing it's not faltering and like when you dig down deep again it's coming from love Mm -hmm. I would venture to say 
God is yearning for you. Yeah, and real love, like how the Bible defines love in Corinthians, but how it doesn't give up and it's like long lasting and enduring. Yep. So like when you, when it's people condemning you or like when it's just yourself or when it's like not out of a good place, it doesn't last. You know, so it's like if you're just judging someone or angry at someone or whatever, eventually you give up. You're like, whatever. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to know. I'm done. And even when we try to come from a good place, but as like just being humans, when we're trying to help each other and we push too much and the person is just, you know, every time I tell them to stop doing that or stop doing that and they keep doing it. And when it's friendships, you know, sometimes we're like, okay, whatever and we walk away or we quiet our voice Mm. or and that's just like you said god doesn't do that so when you keep having that it's him like not pushing but just still being there like i still care yeah and i'm still here and i'm not giving up on this or on you yeah and that's what like sets it apart from just the way the world you know they just shame you and they leave you yes (laughs) i mean yeah and think about what i kind of said a few minutes back about I've been in this process for five years. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone in their right yeah. mind would be gone yep. out the door, yep. out the window. And like you said, their voice would be silented. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, well, she doesn't get it. I'm yeah. moving on. Yeah. God never yep. stopped. Yeah. He never stopped. So five years in, I keep waking up and I'm like, okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yes. And like, I wanted to be bitter about it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say, why me? And I yeah. wanted to say, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. You don't put this on anybody else from yeah. what I can see. Yeah. Why me? <laughs> Man. <Yeah>. But <laughs> that's, you know, five years out. And now, now I'm only two weeks into a podcast. Yeah. So the way that God just works and not that, you know, I'm like the end all be all yeah. like with my podcast. Who even knows <laughs> if this is even going to be great. But I'll tell it you is. one thing. I've learned a lot. Yeah. Already yeah. in two weeks after having submitted mm-hmm. and saying, okay, God, what? Mm-hmm. Even though it was from a bitter heart, because yeah. believe me, it was. And yeah. I was like, fine, what? What? Yep. yep. Two weeks in, the growth that I felt in my heart as a human, as an adult, as a woman, as a mom, yeah. is just monumental. Mm-hmm. Like, still have a really long way to go, but... Um, I think if there's anything to take away from that, it's just God's not going to stop. Yeah. He's not. If you're waking up with it today in the middle of the day, tomorrow, like be prepared because you're going to kind of feel it for a hot second. Yeah. And the sooner that you just recognize that God is yearning for you, pulling you in, wanting to show you his abundant love and guide you. Yeah. His conviction is that guidance, like you said. Yeah. Um, through discipline and mm-hmm. man, yeah. you will just feel refreshed. And I know it yeah. doesn't seem like it because it's hard. Mm-hmm. God is asking you to do something hard. And like you said earlier, yeah. it is going to be hard. There's yeah. no getting around the being hard. Mm-hmm. But like Asher did, to just sit and, and say to God, why? This is hard right now. And he's <laughs> like, yep, I told you it was going to be hard, but I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. Not going to leave. Yeah. I'm right here for you. Yeah. And I even like, again, going to my students, but um, some of, you know, sometimes you have students that have like severe behavior problems or whatever. And one thing that I always notice, because I just love working with those students, 
but how much they change over time and how, you know, the first time or the mm. second time or the fourth time you discipline them, they're going to buck you. Like, they're yes. going to be like, I don't want to hear that. I'm not doing that. Man. You're mean. You know, yeah. I hate you. And then, but they look for it, yes. you know, and they start to crave it. And like they start they still to crave the relationship. They crave the relationship, Ugh. and sometimes they need that structure and order. Yeah. And it's just not comfortable because they never experienced it, and they never experienced goodness in it. Yeah. But when they start to be in a class and there's order, they're like, they start to experience all the good fruits that can come out of that that they never experienced because they were always being sent out of the class or causing a disruption. You know what I mean? And they start to realize oh, this is good. I like this. Yeah. Okay, help me some more. Yeah. And they see you don't give up on them. Yeah. Like after the 20th time, like every day. Yeah. I'm going to be loving to you and I'm going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. They soak that in. So I just had that image because it's like that for us that when he doesn't give up on us, yes. we start to just let our walls down. Yes. You know, and just like. I just pictured you just like <laughs> us just melting into the most glorious yes. bed, just like <laughs> with a golden headboard and just like, okay. Just like yes. melting into it. I don't know. <laughs> Cause yeah. 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 So good. Okay. Well, we're actually late for church. <laughs> so hate to just end it just like that. But I cannot wait to just get more in depth with various topics. You guys, I have yeah. some really deep topics that I think that women our age, men our age, mm -hmm. are really questioning they mm -hmm. really have a lot of questions about so this is just the tip of the iceberg um if you're listening thank you can't tell you how much I just appreciate the fact that you just listened that's all yeah. you just listened I'm so happy so thank you Asher um thanks for having me and we'll see we'll we'll be in touch again soon <laughs> listeners I might have to edit the way I just ended that podcast thanks Karen <laughs>